Hi, I'm Wendy Merchant, founder and executive director of STEM Blazers, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. STEM Blazers is a nonprofit organization that works with middle school and high school girls to inspire them to visualize themselves in science, technology, engineering, and math. Today's episode is hosted by Madison and Katie Fur, and they will be speaking with Lindsay Howell, a corporate pilot. Lindsay shares that exciting aha moment she had at seven years old of wanting to be a pilot and her newfound love for aviation. Lindsay also talks about her experience of overcoming self-doubt to achieve a career as a pilot and how important it was and still is to surround herself with family and friends who continually encourage her along the way. Did you know that only 7% of all pilots are women? Madison and Katie Fur talk with Lindsay and ask her to share her thoughts on why there aren't more women choosing to be pilots and what can be done to encourage more young women to explore a career in aviation. I really appreciate Lindsay's honesty in this podcast, and I'm inspired by her strength to keep moving forward and believing in herself when challenges come across the horizon. We all tend to experience these moments throughout our own lives. I'm sure you've had them as well. I'm excited for you to get to know Lindsay, and I hope you enjoy their conversation. Hi everyone, I'm Madison and I'm a STEM Blazers alum. STEM Blazers has given me countless opportunities and limitless encouragement to develop my confidence and professional relationships. I now volunteer with STEM Blazers as I pursue my college degree. Hello, I am Katie Fur. I was in the South Metro chapter for the school year of 2019 to 2020. I am now volunteering for STEM Blazers as a take a gap year. Hi Lindsay, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thank you for coming on. We're excited to have you. Lindsay, um, could you tell us about what you do? Yeah, so I am a corporate pilot. I have been in aviation for 20 years. I've had a lot of really fun experiences doing different jobs in different areas of aviation, but currently I'm flying a Lear 45 uh, for a private uh, family outside of Denver. And I'm basically on call. I, I joke that I'm like the Uber of the sky. When they want to get their, their private jet, they call me up and get them wherever they want to go when they want to go. <laughs> That's so cool. And what an interesting career for you to be in. How amazing. Um, when did you decide that you wanted to pursue being a pilot? When I was in the second grade, I was about seven years old. There was a har- an army helicopter that landed at my school. And I remember standing there on the sports field, watching that helicopter take off. And I was mesmerized. There was just this freedom of watching this, this machine dance through, through the sky. And um, so ever since then, I just knew I wanted to be a pilot. What are some challenges that you have faced while becoming a pilot and also while being at one? Yeah, there are definitely a lot of challenges. Uh, being a pilot is not always easy. It definitely takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went to flight school, believe it or not, you could go to um, a lot of universities around the country. They offer a degree in aviation and you get to learn to fly along the way. So as a freshman, I, 18 years old, I went off to flight school at Kansas State University. They have an aviation campus in Salina. And, uh, you know, but I, I didn't think I was smart enough. Honestly, I thought, gosh, what am I getting myself into? Am I going to be, you know, good enough with math and science to be able to do this? And my parents were really cool. They just reminded me I just had to 
you know, go to school to learn it first, that I didn't have to show up knowing everything and that I needed to initially lay the foundation first um, and build my way up to becoming a pilot. So that was really helpful, but that was definitely a challenge that I dealt with um, mentally and some current challenges, you know, obviously aviation, as we've seen with, with COVID um, aviation is definitely an industry that fluctuates a lot about, you know, on average, every 10 years, there's kind of a, a dip in aviation, um, or I should say jobs in aviation, and it takes a, a downturn. So that's been challenging too, just the stability isn't always there. So sticking with it has been a challenge, right? Staying there and working hard and staying in touch and proactive has definitely helped with that. Could you elaborate more about the, you said that you had that mental issue with, you know, feeling that you weren't smart enough to do the math and science. What, besides your parents' support, what what do you think helped you get through that? And what advice would you give to other girls who also have the same issue? I think um, for me, it's always just do the next right thing. And as a freshman, it was do algebra class, right? Um, do physics class. And as you get through those classes and you pass, then you take on the harder classes like aerodynamics. Um, and so you, you build your building blocks that way of just, you know, starting maybe at just that next right thing. And that might just be a basic math class or aerodynamics or technology, or whatever that could be. And then building up and working from there. Also having um, study groups, having friends, um, around you, having a support system, um, who are also in those classes and in the same place as you makes it really helpful to learn the material, to not be afraid to ask for help, do it together. I think that's great. And this is kind of a question that's similar to the last question, but have you had to face any fears in your journey? I know that a lot of people would say, well, I could never be a pirate pilot. I'm, I'm terrified of flying or I'm terrified of heights. And, you know, maybe this is not you know, the, the career for you, but have you had to face any fears like that? Yeah. You know, I think as a pilot in the beginning, it's uncomfortable to fly alone. You know, you have to solo an airplane, which means your instructor at some point hops out of the airplane and you have to, um, fl- you know, prove that you could fly it yourself, uh, which is exhilarating and fun, but then you're supposed to go on you like these long cross country flights by yourself. And um, I think it's human nature to want to be with someone else, just, just to have that person next to you, even just to talk with. Right. So there's definitely a fear of getting through um, flying long distances by yourself and, you know, taking check rides, check rides are very difficult. It's basically saying, um, or at least proving your skills so that someone says, yes, you are capable. Um, so most check rides are, are kind of scary. Um, but I think with anything else, it's just knowing that you've put in the work, you know, the material um, and believing in yourself to be able to do it. And I think that experience of like going off and flying on your own for the first time is almost kind of a metaphor for any other field, any other STEM field that people are going into or going off to college for the first time. So um, I think that's a really great way to look at life in general is kind of being being ready to go on your own for the first time. For sure. Yeah. And you see what you're worth, right? You see like what you're made of, that you're capable, that you're strong, that you have that that strength within. And then you use that the next time to 
maybe even go even further or to take on another challenge, right? Right. Lindsay, who has been a mentor to you and how has it helped you? My dad has been incredible as a mentor. Um, He definitely supported me from the beginning of wanting to be a pilot. And I remember at one point during my commercial license training, I wanted to quit. It was just too hard, too rough. I couldn't do it. I didn't want to do it. I remember calling him crying, wanting to quit. And to this day, I have no idea what he said, but he definitely talked me out of it. And I kept going. And there's been times, um, even just at on work flights, not having a good flight. And I remember calling him crying, just being like, you know, um, this is hard. I can't do this. And he's he's always been there to help mentor and support me and and to tell me to keep going and and not to give up. So he's definitely someone I look at as as a big cheerleader in my court. That's lovely. Okay, well, thank you, Lindsay, for answering those first few questions. We will now take a quick break and then come back for some more. Perfect. Hello again, this is Wendy. We hope you are enjoying the podcast. If you would like to stay connected with us after the podcast, please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Our handle is at STEMblazers. We share content about our programs, scholarship opportunities, upcoming events, inspiration, and more. We look forward to connecting with you. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of the conversation. My first question for you, Lindsay, is before the show, you shared with us that only 7% of pilots are female. Why do you think that so few women are pilots right now? I, I mean, that's the the million dollar question. I think um, a lot of female pilots want to know, where are they? What's, <laughs> what's going on? Um, and some people even say that that percentage is a lot lower. So 7%. Um, as a little high that comes from the FA statistics, there's a hundred thousand commercial pilots in the U S and 7,000 of those are female. So a commercial pilot means you could fly for hire. Those are, you know, Grand Canyon skydivers, um, people who fly for the airline have an ATP airline transport pilot. And those percentage of females are down to four and a half percent. So even less when you get up to the career aspect. Um, and 7% has been, you know, 10 years ago, it was 6% and 60 years ago, it wasn't much different. So this is, this is a number that has held pretty steady for decades. There's, there's not been an increase. Most other male dominated fields have seen an increase, even aerospace engineering, but not pilots. And nobody really knows why, because, um, there's, there's just so many different things that are, that play into it, that it's hard to pinpoint one thing. Which I was just thinking about, an interesting thing is all young girls have um, a very recognizable name to look up to in the aviation field, which is Amelia Earhart. Everyone learns about Amelia Earhart when you're a little girl. So you'd think that, you know, you have that advantage at least that um, young girls are learning about aviation from a young age. There's just somewhere along the line that they um, maybe lose that passion or don't recognize that it's for them. So, but like, what can we do to encourage more girls to pursue aviation? I think things like this, right? Podcasts, social media, being in the spotlight, talking about it, sharing with it, 
um, taking our daughters to air shows, movies, books. Gender biases start before the age of kindergarten. So before five, you you already have this idea of, of boys are supposed to do this and girls are supposed to do that. Um, so I think it starts really young. Um, and then just letting them know that they can, I think is is huge because there has to be the desire to be a pilot. But then I think it also has to be a belief that they're capable of it. I completely agree. I think that was a great answer to that question. Um, In a little more of a fun light, can you tell us uh, more about your most memorable flight? Oh, geez. Um, You know, so I used to fly seaplanes in the Caribbean and that was some of the best flying I've ever done. Because you, you're a boat, (laughs) you add power and you're an airplane, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then you land and you're back to being a boat, which is a lot of fun. (laughs) Um, And you're, you know, you're, you're flying around or you're taxiing in the water next to other boats and turtles and sea life and people swimming and, uh, cruise ships backing out of the, you know, St. Thomas Harbor. And um, it's just the most adventurous adrenaline fulfilling flying I ever did. So I wouldn't say, you know, just one flight, but that was definitely a time in my career that um, I, I hold near and dear to me. <laughs> That's super cool. Is there any type of like flight that you would like to do in the future that you're looking forward to or want to try? Yeah, so back to that seven-year-old watching that helicopter take off. Um, I would I've flown in a helicopter a handful of times, but I would really love to do some more um, helicopter flying and maybe some lessons and training to to really be at the controls there and get a feel for that that uh, freedom that is really in you know that three D fl- uh, dimension. So when I hit the lotto, I'm going to take some helicopter lessons. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll cross our fingers for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did you get involved with STEM Blazers and what is it that you do as a volunteer? I have a friend who is in um, the tech industry as a program manager. Our kids are best friends. And so she was doing a, um, I guess, a career day with STEM Blazers. And I said, I've always wanted to be a part of that. So uh, we talked to Wendy and we were able to kind of tag team the same day with the um, showing up for STEM Blazers and talking about what we do in our careers. Mm-hmm. So ever since then, it's just been a volunteering of just talking and sharing because I think um, aviation, there's a lot of science, technology, engineering, and math that goes in aviation. Um, I jokingly say, that all you have to do is teach someone the four forces of flight and that's STEM right there. So um, I think aviation kind of encompasses all of that. And so it's um, it's of interest to me to also let um, others know not to forget about the aviation part. Yeah. Okay. Now it is time for the rapid fire question round. I will ask you a series of questions and you will answer them as fast as you can. Are you ready? Okay. Let me, okay. I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay. What is the best class you have taken? Uh, Pottery class. Oh, nice. What type of environment do you like to work in? Outside where it's warm and sunny. Nice. What's your favorite life hack? Um, I, I like 
positive thinking and my life hacks are usually having to do what's up here in between my ears. And I think anytime it's positive, mm-hmm. um, it's considered a life hack, right? Because being negative is the opposite of that. So one of my life hacks that I do when I'm scared is I have this mantra where I say, send it, um, which just lets me send that email, make the phone call, send the proposal, whatever it is. And that, um, I think that works pretty well for me. Yeah. Long answer. (laughs) Um, Could you describe yourself in a hashtag? No. (laughs) (laughs) Could I? I don't, I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Next question. (laughs) Um, Who is your favorite female STEM icon? I would have to say Jacqueline Cochran. She was um, pretty instrumental in leading the WASPs um, as female pilots. And she she did a lot of incredible things that I don't think um, a lot of people know about. And I think just like Amelia Earhart, she should definitely be up there as, as someone to know as, as um, a female trailblazer. Yeah. What is your favorite destination when flying others? Uh, last month I flew um, to Santo Domingo, uh, which is obviously a nice island in the Caribbean. So I like destinations that I've never been to that are somewhat warm and tropical and adventurous. <laughs> what is the best compliment you have ever received? Um, you know, I remember someone uh, said I had a nice smile and that just that warmed me up. I, I like that. Um, what what do you do to de-stress? I meditate and swim and um, try to be quiet and be alone and just uh, relax. What is a book that everyone should read? There's um, Illusions by Richard Bach. Okay. Madison, you can take it from here. All right. Our last question for you is something that we ask all of our guests. Standing where you are now, what advice would you give to your high school self? I love that question. I would have told my high school self not to waste any time worrying about it. That you're going to be fabulous and wonderful and it's going to be hard, but you'll do great. Have fun in the meantime. And don't waste a single second doubting yourself. That's great. Great advice. Okay, well, thank you so much, Lindsay. On behalf of STEM Blazers, I want to thank you for joining us today. And thank you for volunteering with STEM Blazers. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, ladies. It's been great. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Lindsay. And thank you to our listeners for joining us on this episode of the STEM Blazers podcast. Next week, we will be speaking to a new professional. To learn more about STEM Blazers, to donate or to get involved, please visit us at stemblazers.org or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at stemblazers.